Hello, I'm Kate Kerr, the Director of Research at HemeNet and, as you know, historically I've been a haemophilia nurse for more than 30 years. Today's HemeCast is celebrating International Nurses Day 2021 with the haemophilia nursing community. As you may know, last year, 2020, was dedicated the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife by the World Health Organisation. And that was in recognition of the work that nurses and midwives do in health education, health promotion and healthcare delivery around the world. And why the 12th of May? Well, that's because it's Florence Nightingale's birthday. And why the International Year of the Nurse last year? Because it was 200 years since she was actually born. And I'm sure that Florence Nightingale would have been absolutely delighted to see that nurses were promoting self-health care, they were collecting data and they were practising infection control in what became a really important part of the year in fighting a pandemic which none of us could ever have predicted would occur. And so it is that today I'm delighted to be joined by a variety of nurses from around the world who all practice within the area of haemophilia, who will share some experiences and views of how they've survived the last year and how they hope haemophilia care will change moving forwards as we start, it would appear at least, to come out of this pandemic. I'm delighted to start off by talking to Linda Marion Westerson, who's from Gothenburg in Sweden. Many of you will know Linda, she's done much work in supporting parents with newly diagnosed children with haemophilia to become capable parents, bringing up their children in a world that is ever-changing. Hi, this is Linda from Gothenburg in Sweden. I've been asked to think about what are the good qualities that makes a great hemophilia nurse. And besides the charm, the high intelligence and the good looks, I think qualities that the hemophilia nurse needs to have is knowledge about her or his patients and the family and the life situation that the patient is in. Also, we need to have knowledge about the treatment and also it's good that you engage in your patients that you have a connection with them and and know the history of the patient. And I think that the hemophilia nurse task or role would change a bit in the future. I think we will work more independently. And I think also that knowledge about new treatments are more important because the scene of the treatment of hemophilia and other bleeding disorders are changing so quickly. But I still think that the main task that we have is to support patients with a bleeding disorder to gain independence from the healthcare so they can live a full life with a with the disorder. I have to say that this year has been all about COVID and I'm so much looking forward to getting back to normal practice again and to meet patients face to face and their families. Please all of you take care. Thank you Linda that was really interesting and I agree with you that although this last year has been about COVID and many changes have happened we continue to support parents and patients with haemophilia and other bleeding disorders as they come to terms with managing their own condition and will continue to do that as we move forward, regardless of what treatment we have or where it's given. I'm now joined by Greta Mulders, who many of you will know. She works as a haemophilia nurse in Rotterdam. I think a haemophilia nurse is just another word to describe a person strong enough to tolerate anything and soft enough to understand anyone. During this pandemic, I think you have also the opportunity to uh, coach virtual and via uh, telehealth. Uh, I think um, this change will be continued uh, 
when we are getting back to normal. I think uh, the digital way that we see each other will stay in a way. The hemophilia care is changing with new treatments, etc. It's changed a lot and uh, this landscape is, is, is different than it was uh, decades ago. So there's um, many, many treatments to choose. I think um, we as hemophilia nurses must support patients in uh, providing educations so patients are uh, capable to choose. So supporting and coaching will be the main issues. Thank you, Greta. I think really importantly that you raised there that we will continue to support and educate patients and families with bleeding disorders, be that by Zoom or face-to-face, -face, regardless of whatever treatment they're having as we move forward in the future. With all of the new products that are coming and the new research on the horizon, it's really timely that we are able to do that. And I'm delighted to introduce my next speaker, Sarah Garcia, who works as a research nurse in the haemophilia and haemostasis unit in Madrid. And not surprisingly, Sarah will talk about the importance of haemophilia nurses and nursing in not only a pandemic where lots of research was able to happen, but in ensuring that haemophilia research still continued to make sure that we were able to give the best care and treatment to patients possible. Hello, my name is Sarah. I am a study and research nurse working in Hospital Universitario La Paz in Madrid, in Spain. And I want to wish a happy Nurses' Day to all the amazing hemophilia nurses of the community. We all are great hemophilia nurses because we attend patients from birth throughout their lives, having done a complete and holistic view of the person with hemophilia and family. This allows us to develop skills to treat uh, people with hemophilia at every stage of, of life. As we attend also a small population, I think that specialization, uh, specific training and research should be mandatory for, for us. The future of hemophilia looks promising to me. I believe that each day we are closer to controlling bleeding, which allows us to focus on other aspects or issues relevant to, to people with hemophilia. Thinking back... To the past year, in my opinion, we are lucky in terms that our research in the field of hemophilia did not stop during the pandemic, but this happened in, in other diseases. From my point of view, I think that it was extraordinary how the scientific community adapted and found an effective treatment such as vaccines against COVID-19. This shows that we can do this again in other fields or diseases. Some of innovative changes in my center due to the pandemic uh, was to start using telemedicine, telenursing, telecare. We also use apps and e-diaries to monitor treatments or to detect uh, potential problems. Also, thanks to this, we detected patients who didn't follow the prescribed treatment for fear of going to the hospital for more treatment due to the coronavirus, despite having the home delivery system implemented. We can learn and apply best practices, in example, telemedicine or telenursing, with more security and guarantees. However, we can miss contact, uh, physical examination, hugs, smiles, expressions, emotions, or just to look face-to-face -to, -face to the people that we attend. I see the, the future changing and exciting, but in my center, in example, we detected a, a lack of support regarding ITP patients, meaning that we have a lot of work to do and not everything is done yet. I think that the pandemic also shows the importance of uh, research, of science and knowledge sharing. And I really think that together we go faster. 
Thank you, Sarah. That was a really insightful snippet of a conversation with you about how you've survived through COVID. Interestingly, my next speaker is Kathy Harrison, who's the haemophilia nurse at Sheffield Adult Haemophilia Centre here in the UK, who tells a different side to not being able to con continue with research because COVID stopped research studies happening in her centre. However, she also talks about how things have changed in that we are now able to use Zoom or equivalent platforms to support patients at home, but also discusses the downside of this in the long term and whether we as haemophilia nurses in our haemophilia teams will lose that expertise that we have by the art of nursing, which is actually in touching and seeing patients and not just talking to them over the phone. When I think of all the haemophilia nurses that came before me, I think the qualities that made them great are their ability to adapt and evolve with the changing treatments, adapting to available resources and the needs of the patients. They are leaders in their field. They all have amazing organisation skills and expert coordinators of care. They're expert educators and have an ability to make complex conditions understandable to patients, families and non-specialists. I think for all who've come since, they've shown how to get it right and provided us with the skills and knowledge to support individuals with bleeding disorders moving forward. What do I think is the future of haemophilia nursing? The last year has involved huge changes in practice, including a shift to an increased remote review method. This has enabled safe maintenance of care provision during a time when healthcare resource needed reprioritising and bringing patients in might have put them at risk. Some of these changes included recognition of a place of some telephone clinics and video reviews. However, I don't think that that should be the case for all of our patients all of the time. Remembering that long-term conditions can be complex, influencing all parts of someone's life is important, and a face-to-face -face review, examination and all-round multidisciplinary assessment is not replaced by a six-month telephone clinic. It should also be noted, however, difficult it is to teach and develop a team's knowledge and skills around these conditions when professionals aren't visualising the patient without firm education capacity. The resilience of excellent services around the world cannot be maintained, which will impact on teams' future ability to provide evidence-based care. The pandemic has reiterated how important team communication and service development is. Without the team collaboration, it's impossible to make effective change. It has enabled a period of reflection on what has worked and what hasn't, and despite the difficult year, enabled us to consider what we need to make a difference and improve care provision for all of our patients. One of my biggest concerns has been the inability to maintain research throughout the pandemic, and this will be a focus moving forward without ours and the patient's participation in research we cannot evaluate effectively the new therapies that we have and continue to be introduced to care or indeed evaluate the changes we have made or need to make in the future to care provision. With patients with bleeding disorders living into old age, we should also recognise as nurses that our knowledge base may need to expand. Additionally, the expansion of the core bleeding disorder team to include professionals such as pharmacy, elderly medicine, cardiologists and endocrinologists may also be necessary in the future.
My next guest is Nanda Utslager, who is a haemophilia nurse at the Van Creyfart Clinic in Utrecht in Holland. Nanda, thank you very much for agreeing to do this, and uh, please tell us how you see the future of haemophilia nursing. The number one quality you need to have is being able to see things from the patient's point of view, because I think you have to work together alongside and not as a nurse being the one that is telling you what to do but let's find out what your path through life is together so sometimes you have to be a bit stricter a bit firm and otherwise you don't have to be in order not to lose the bonding you had and i also think that you need to have a a great sense of humor because humor makes everything easier The future is changing and the past year showed us that we can do more by phone than we think and that is fine for some patients where others, other patients have problems with this. They like to come into clinic and see you and see what you mean. And sometimes you can do it by video consultations, but there are still patients who want to be in the same room as you are. And that should be possible. I don't think that we will ever go back to normal. I think that uh, of the consultations we had before that were twice a year for the severe hemophiliac patients, I think that we change it to uh, three moments a year where we have contact with the patient, where there is one face-to-face and other ones will be extended telephone calls or video calls. Also, the new treatments have as a result that there will be more mild hemophiliacs than before and for the mild ones it's always very important that they still know when to call the center and when to talk to them and they should not forget that they still have hemophilia although they had gene therapy so they can still it's still in their genes it's not gone and they need to have extra clotting factor when they go for surgery or when they have a bad bleed and the same goes for the people who are on the subcutaneous imicizumab. Thank you Nanda that was really interesting I think you've raised some really important points there whilst we talk about patients being happy to have zoom or telephone consultations in the short term I think you're right but in the longer term I think we're going to need to continue to see patients face to face more than we do now and perhaps if we think back to uh, talking with Linda right at the beginning Those of us that only treat children perhaps will do that more than those of you who do both adults and children because the newly diagnosed baby with haemophilia needs lots of nursing input, as do his family, in terms of coming to terms with the diagnosis, learning about haemophilia, learning about treatment, however that is given subcutaneously or intravenously. And to remember that these children are a long way away from getting gene therapy. Uh, and so they will need to continue to have full assessments within the haemophilia service for their families to come to terms with it and manage them, but also for them to learn how to manage their own conditions. And I think probably transition uh, might become more complex if we don't have that understanding and relationship with children that we've had up until now. We already know that this is a difficult area uh, for young people to go through. So I said right back at the beginning that this was International Nurses Day and we're trying to talk to nurses globally. So far we've only spoken to people from Europe and now we're going to really spread our wings and go all the way to Canada to speak to Erica Crilly who is a nurse practitioner at BC Children's Hospital in Vancouver. Perhaps we can start off by you telling me what you think makes a great haemophilia nurse. 
Well, I think a great hemophilia nurse needs to be a good case manager. There's lots of things to kind of keep up in the air and keep going along. So I think being able to anticipate what's going to happen and manage cases to go through that trajectory smoothly is really important. I think also we need to really appreciate that hemophilia is a chronic disease. And although we're thinking about bleeding disorders in 100% of our work life, that often families and patients maybe are only thinking about their chronic disease a small proportion of their lives. And we need to recognize that our 100% work life is sometimes not their 100% home life. I think the future of hemophilia nursing is going to continue to be more personalized care. I think the interest and energy to personalized care has initially been focused on tailored treatment, but I think we're going to see more uh, patient-centered care, that also looking at the modality that we're seeing patients in, whether it be virtual or face-to-face, -face, uh, maybe seeking people for a big annual review visit, uh, whereas some we may see periodically through virtual visits. And I think the way that families interact with our healthcare team and the way they seek care and learn about their disease is going to continue to need to be personalized um, for the best outcomes. Uh, I think the pandemic has made us innovate a lot in this area with virtual care and I think it's been wonderful and very patient-centered in lots of ways and I hope that we don't go back to where we were and can adapt this as a new normal and actually keep uh, increasing this. Additionally, I think the burden of the IV nature of hemophilia treatment uh, I've seen decrease in the last couple of years and I think it'll probably continue to decrease as we have more and more access to subcutaneous therapies for our patients. I guess the last thing I wanted to add is happy Nurses Week to all my global hemophilia nurse friends. I am really missing seeing you guys at meetings, um, but hopefully we can all be together soon. Happy Nurses Week from Canada. Something that struck me was the fact that people with haemophilia don't think about living with haemophilia 100% of the time and how we need to remember that when we're slightly nagging them for not doing exactly what it is that we want them to do. And you're right that as treatment changes, our relationship with them will change. And perhaps one of the good things that has come out of the COVID pandemic is our ability to innovate and change very rapidly, which has been amazing over the last year, really. So now we're going to go to New Zealand, who probably have already celebrated International Nurses Day and are sleeping by the time you get to hear this. And I'm delighted that we get to speak to BJ Ramsey, who is a haemophilia nurse in Wellington, but previously was a haemophilia nurse here in the UK. So we're definitely spreading the word around the world. Hey, BJ, thanks for joining us for this. Could you let me know what you think makes a great haemophilia nurse? Hello there. My name's BJ Ramsey. I'm the haemophilia clinical nurse specialist in Wellington in New Zealand. I've been a haemophilia nurse for 21 years now, which I can't quite believe myself. And obviously we're talking today about International Nurses Day and a vision for future healthcare. In terms of what makes a, a great haemophilia nurse, certainly the amazing nurses I've met over my time you know, there's a real dedication there. There, there there's a real sense of, of ownership of the role of people just loving doing the job that they are doing. And I think, you know, haemophilia has has been very good to me and, and to others in, in allowing them a, a role that they they can adapt and, and grow in many different areas of, of care around that. So I think, you know, a, a really great haemophilia nurse is one who will adapt and who will be able to change the, the care they give to, to meet their patients' needs. What does the future for haemophilia nursing look like? Well, at the moment, I would say it's, it's looking very bright, that 
certainly with new treatments and improved products and better access to products for certainly in in New Zealand for in the country I'm I'm living in um, it means that really I'd, I'd hope that haemophilia as a condition will be better and better going forward that hopefully we'll see less joint damage we'll see it having less of an impact in the day-to-day -day life of our our patients uh, and we will see life becoming more and more normal for our patients I think what that will involve will be less of a, a dependence around hospital-based services and more independence, more long-distance connection, which I think we've already seen through the pandemic. What, what the pandemic has done for us is it's kind of, certainly here in New Zealand, it forced us into using telemedicine and things like that more. And, and I think that's going to continue kind of uh, as we, we move out of this. Having said that, I think, you know, kind of in New Zealand, we, we've been relatively lightly affected by this pandemic. So it's not been the, the issue that it has elsewhere in the, the world. I'm not sure healthcare will go back to normal post-pandemic. I think, you know, what we've seen is we've seen a different way to do things and, and that's going to continue and to adapt, hopefully, in all that we do. And as for how haemophilia care is, is changing with the new treatments, again, I think, you know, kind of we're seeing more independence. Hopefully we're going to see less joint damage because of better trough levels and, and constant levels going on. Hopefully we're going to see see people living more normal lives. I think the, the really important thing to remember for us as haemophilia nurses is certainly our, our older patients, the, the damage and the, the life that they've led with their haemophilia so far is not going to go away. So there's going to be a need for us going on, but hopefully there will be less um, arthropathy, less orthopedic surgery, people just living physically better lives and and that will will be um an ongoing benefit for our patient group and an ongoing benefit of these new treatments take care guys hope you have a great international nurses day and greetings from new zealand thank you pj thank you that was really insightful and i think you've raised an issue that we perhaps haven't talked about yet on on this podcast and that is that although we have all of these new amazing treatments for many patients who already have arthritic damage or limited mobility, we're not going to be able to fix that. And so we need to continue to, to develop services that support them as they switch to new treatments, but actually aren't perhaps as active and promising as they think that they might initially be. And I think that also shows, and Erica and everybody else has said this as well, really, is that, that one of the key things about being a haemophilia nurse is our ability to adapt and we've seen that we've all adapted so much this year and I hope that we can continue to do that as we move forward. And now over to Simon Fletcher who is the research nurse in the Haemophilia Centre in Oxford here in the UK. Thanks Simon, can you let me know what you think makes a good haemophilia nurse? Uh, I've given it a bit of thought and in the first place I don't know that I'm the right person to ask this question of because not really being a haemophilia nurse per se, being a research nurse, it's it's a, possibly a bit difficult for me to answer. But as I say, having given it a bit of thought, one of the things that does spring to mind, particularly in the case of children and adolescents, is maleness. I know that sounds a bit odd. But in some way, I can't as a man truly empathise with an adolescent girl. I don't know what it is to be a girl growing up with the changes going on in their bodies 
And it seems that the same can be said of female nurses. Can they really empathise and understand how a boy feels with all the changes that are going on in his life, in his body, as he goes through adolescence? So in a sense, I'm not really saying what attribute or qualities are important, but maybe saying that we should be encouraging more men to look at haemophilia nursing as a whole. More men in nursing, now there's a controversy. Simon, that made me smile. I think you are, of course, a haemophilia nurse. Because you work in research doesn't make you less of one of us. Uh, and you're a very important one of us as we move forward with all of these new treatments. So how do you think the future of haemophilia nursing will be? I think that we may be answering the wrong questions because we've stopped asking the right questions. Or even not even asking them at all. There have been many exercises over the years which have sought to frame the important needs of the future treatments, but I wonder whether we're actually truly listening to those who have haemophilia or the bleeding conditions themselves. In some ways I think it's a strange belief in all communities of treaters that we think we know what our patients want. They want to be free from their condition. They want to be normal like everybody else. But do they? What does it mean to be a person with haemophilia? I don't know that. People who've got haemophilia know that. When was the last time we actually sat down with one of our patients and asked, what does your haemophilia mean to you? I don't know what the future of haemophilia care will be, but I'm afraid that it might not be something those with haemophilia will want or have even asked for. So maybe the future has to start right now, sitting down with our patients and asking them to tell us about their haemophilia. What's bad about it? What's good about it? And what does it mean to them? Thanks, Simon. Um, I think you're right in many ways that young boys do need some more maleness around in haemophilia centres and in support. And perhaps that's an area where we should be working more with the local organisations and haemophilia societies with some kind of peer-to-peer -peer buddy support system so that actually young people with haemophilia are being supported by others with haemophilia. But great thinking, and that's maybe something we should address later. What is striking from the conversations that I've had with all of you is your view of nurses as the pivots of the haemophilia team. And, and you won't be surprised to know that that's exactly what I think, I, you know, that we are the point of contact for most patients most of the time. And I've heard you use words to describe nurses as kind and gentle and strong and humorous and adaptable. And I think if we think back to what Florence Nightingale might have said about haemophilia nurses, if there were such a thing then, but nursing in general, it was that nurses could do more than holding a hand or mopping a brow. We're very capable people. We're able to adapt, to undertake data management, data collection, perform research, as well as provide patient-focused care. And whatever happens in the future in terms of haemophilia treatment, I think the haemophilia nurse will be there, ensuring that she is the anchor for all of the service, the development, the patient and his family. I'm rather sad that I'm no longer an active clinical haemophilia nurse because the future is very exciting and I hope that maybe International Nurses Day 2030 might show you all a huge change that has happened in the next decade, much more than just a year of worrying about Covid. 
I would like to thank you all for listening to this HemeCast and wherever you are in the world, if you are a haemophilia nurse, I wish you a very happy International Nurses Day. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to our sponsors for enabling these HemeCasts to continue. And please, if you have an idea for a HemeCast, let us know, as maybe we'll have you speaking next time too. <laughs>